Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. And I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but this fine broadcast is going to be brought to you today by our good friends over at TechWeld. TechWeld USA, made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from the, from the promotional product pack. Uh, let's talk hand sanitizers, all right? Due to, due to the coronavirus outbreak, look, yes, vaccines are coming out. Yes, people are getting vaccinated and all of that good stuff, but it is still very much a thing. Uh, so you still need to be uh, hand sanitizing, washing your hands, all that good stuff. So to help prevent the spread, uh, the CDC recommends sanitizing and washing your hands. So TechWeld's got a, uh, a plethora of sanitizer SKUs that you can choose from to help combat the spread of the virus. Uh, we can also talk custom packaging. All right. TechWeld, they've got this whole new cre create new everyday uh, aspect uh, for their custom packaging division. And it's a great example that uh, each box takes on a life of its own and uh, regard uh, and they can basically work to meet your custom specifications regarding packaging. And, um, you know, they're really great with uh, FDA compliance as well. Uh, they've got several FDA compliant uh, products in a time of uncertainty. Knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key to allowing uh, the customer to feel at ease when placing an order. So please be sure to go check them out at techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. You will not be sorry that you went over there and checked them out. Give them a shout. Tell them Industry Insider sent you. Uh, so like I said, joined today by three other lovely folks. Why don't we say hi to uh, Meg Erber, uh, sleeve sleeveless Meg Erber. Not today. I've only got my half sleeves on, but we should talk about that because that was pretty funny. Oh, we'll and talk about it. We will talk about it. But yes, um, got my sleeves on today. You know, just Easter was this weekend. Great weekend. Beautiful weather. It was so nice to be outside and have all the Easter egg hunts and I'm still eating all the candy because I don't give it to my kids. I was outside a minimum of 20 hours this weekend. Oh, probably, wow. Yeah. Wow. Steve McFadden, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm avoiding the pollen. It's like really nice out, but it's also yellow. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driving, driving in, I could literally see it in the air, like just blowing by. Wow. It's right. bad. So that's, so that's pretty bad. I don't, I don't think I've seen it quite like that, but I definitely knew where you were going with that. This weekend, uh, I was, like I said, it was outside pretty much the entire weekend. And so, uh, so crazy story last night playing softball, which is nice. That's back foul ball sitting in the in out of bounds area, like over the fence, hit a pine tree. And when it hit it, the whole thing was, we were, wow. it was like that bad. That's how bad it is here. Built in fireworks. <laughs> That's right. You know, a, a whole whole different yes. uh, whole different category of uh, of a show there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, allergies are definitely kicking my ass. Zyrtec has been on the menu. Uh, I'll just put it that mm -hmm. way. Kirby Hossaman, our special guest for the day, the uh, the the captain of content is what I'll say because <laughs> you are just all over the place, sir. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm with you, uh, Jeff. I, I I absolutely love the warmer weather. So literally, in between Easter feedings, you know, that's kind of like the lunch and dinner. I actually went for a run. I haven't run outside in a long time. It was slow. It was painful. I'm sore still, but it was just great to to be out in the sunshine. And yeah, it's the the, the pollen is a thing. And and since it is now illegal to cough in public, that's kind of a that's kind of a challenging thing. So. Uh, I'm struggling with that too, but man, I, I love the sunny weather. So I'm doing well. Especially after that uh, April Fool's joke that God pulled on us. <laughs> exactly. Where literally, I don't know how it was it where you guys were, but I mean, there was, it went from 70 degrees to on April 1st, there, there was snow standing on lawns here. And you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. I was planning on mowing. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. It, it got down to like 26 degrees here, I think. So yeah. It was pretty, pretty chilly for sure, uh, to say the least. So listen, today we're going to talk uh, about a, a couple different things, but you know, ultimately, uh, you know, just creating valuable content in this new digital world that we're living in, um, you know, and it's something that we're going to continue to see uh, even moving forward, you know, when things do sort of come back in person, I think we're still going to be seeing quite a bit of a hybrid situation. Uh, so I think that's an important topic to discuss. And so we've brought on like I said, the captain of content, Kirby, you know, you've got so much stuff that you put out there uh, for folks, really valuable, good content for people to consume. Uh, so, you know, we definitely had to have you on to, to discuss this topic for sure. Uh, you've also got some news that you've just uh, released recently that uh, we'll dive into just a little bit, along with a, a couple other conversation, a couple other questions uh, to, to add to the conversation. So, um, Kirby, it's, it's tradition around here, though, to give our guests a good three to four minutes to really uh, tell yourself, uh, tell your story, you know, who you are, how you got in, introduced to the promotional products industry, and uh, sort of what you've been up to since then. So tell us all things Kirby Hossman, man. Hey, hey Jeff, in the spirit of the masters, is this a tradition like no other? <laughs> it is a tradition like no other. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, go ahead. As the magic mic of content instead of content. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Uh, yeah. No. It's so. So. First of all, thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I love what you guys are doing. I was telling you before we got going that I, you know, I've watched so many of your episodes. You guys do a great job with it. Um, Kirby Hosman is my name. Uh, own Hosman Marketing. It's a distributorship. Um, and, um, you know, we're sort of an agency model. So we have everything, we do the promotional products piece. That's a, that's probably 80% of our revenue, but we have uh, in-house video production, graphic design. We actually do print now in-house as well. And so, um, you know, certainly uh, sort of a service-based uh, company. Uh, I'm a bit of a, a entrepreneur. Um, so started Hosman Brewing, um, which actually doesn't exist anymore, but we did that. Hosman Properties is a real estate company my wife know, uh, exists. So we, I'm an entrepreneur and clearly a narcissist since I name everything after myself. Um, I actually need to work on that. Uh, future companies need to be called something else. <laughs> well, look, when you, when you look the way that you do in that video that Meg put, it's <laughs> It's okay to be a little bit narcissistic, right? I think people should, I think you should explain what we're talking about. Yeah. No, I want people to question it and then just start like tuning in a little bit more and trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Feel free to explain it, Meg, because I think you, you would do it justice more than me. Um, do you want me to jump in with that right now? Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, sure. So, you know, we've been trying to do these type videos, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, and I knew Kirby and I are in a, a mastermind group of content. So I reached out to him and I'm like, listen, you, you are the you know, magic mic of, <laughs> of content. Why don't we do, why don't we collaborate on something? And I was like, listen, 
there are some awesome companies out there that did some really innovative, I don't know, is that the word? April yeah. Fool's Day jokes. And I have to give a shout out to Lacey, my friend Lacey, my coworker. She sent me a screenshot of Alpha Broder's, Alpha, you know, April Fool's joke. And at first, no one really realized it was April Fool's. And if you didn't see it, it was a sleeveless shirt. Or no, 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 I take it away. It was a tearaway sleeve shirt. And I was so perplexed by this. I was like, is it like a one tear and done? Are there zippers? Is it Velcro? And then I was like, it's April Fool's Day. It's April 1st, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I love it. So I sent it to everybody at work and I was like, ah, you know, so it was really funny. So then when I called uh, Kirby, I was like, listen, we have to do something with this. So we did a, anything you can do, I can do better. And then I ripped my sleeves off and then I kind of, <laughs> which by the way, was not easy to do. <laughs> this is one sleeve and this is the other. And it took me about two hours to get a perfect take. And every time I would, I would try to rip them and it would just stretch my shirt. <laughs> That's just because SNS makes their shirts so good, you know? Yeah, like, they don't tear. So, they don't tear, guys. I ended up having to cut them, stick <laughs> them up in my shirt, and then do it. So it was a lot of fun. And I um, refaced Magic Mike with Kirby's head. I had to edit some of the video. I didn't want to push the envelope too far, if you know what I mean. So that's what we're talking about. We'll post the video in the comments after this is done, but it was really funny. So yeah, and it, it was a it was a video that uh, I I aspire to be like I, like I my wife was super excited to see my face on that body. It was that was good. It was good stuff. I said if I if I looked like that, I wouldn't wear I wouldn't be wearing a shirt right now, guaranteed. <laughs> All right, so now that we've taken more time than we've allowed Kirby to introduce himself uh, to explain the story, Kirby, why don't you continue? <laughs> no, it's good. So yeah, anyway, um, so uh, owner of a distributorship, uh, sort of a serial entrepreneur, written a couple books, and um, I, you know, I have a, a lovely wife, a couple great kids, and so that's certainly a passion of mine. And uh, I do, I really enjoy creating content, and so this is a, you know, the idea that we're going to talk about creating. Uh, entertaining and valuable content is near and dear to my heart. So I'm, I'm super excited for the conversation. Very cool. So tell us about some of the, con like, what was the, the first piece of content that you started to create? Like, how did you get into content creation? Yeah. So I think early on, and this is probably, this predates anything that you would know about content I would create. So um, we, I, I did a lot of stuff where I would just try things and throw a bunch of crap at the wall and then wonder why nothing would stick. And, and over the course of time, I've sort of uh, figured out why things didn't work, but probably the first one that really started to have any traction was something that I called the weekly word, um, which doesn't exist anymore. But I did it for a couple of years where literally we would just randomly select a word and then I would say the weekly word is party. And then I would try to, and, and I, completely unscripted, by the way, I would vamp and kind of tie some sort of lesson to party. And then, you know, and, and I did, it was usually about a minute or so. And that was the first time I felt like I started to get traction on something. And what I understand now that I don't think I understood was just that there was consistency. It showed up all the time. And I was probably a little early to the game, on especially with a video doing that, where, where I think people started to see me in, in in the industry setting, and then also you know my clients started to see it is when I started delivering marketing joy. That was the first piece of content that I did, um, where I it was a video, 
And, you know, we, we talk about it. Everybody says, oh, it's the Delivering Marketing Joy podcast. It was actually a video before it was the podcast. Um, and I, I wanted to have a web show on YouTube. And ironically, the funny thing about that was I'd said, yeah, look, I want it to be 10 or 15 minutes long. And everyone to a person that I said I was going to do that said, oh my God, nobody's watching a 15 minute video. And I, I was like, hey, but if we're going to have a meaningful conversation, it's going to take a little bit of time. And so um, that's the one that sort of started taking off. And I think the funny thing about it, back to the consistency model, I actually saw Gary Vaynerchuk when he started, started the Ask Gary V show. I started DMJ not long after that. And I saw him say that the average web show doesn't make it to episode five. And so I was like, screw that. I'm going to have five in the can before we start. And so, you know, I called Mark Graham and he was willing to do it and Danny Rosen and Dana Zezzo and Bill Petrie. And so I had a good lineup of folks that were willing to do it and would trust me to do it without seeing what it looked like. And there was no, no, nothing like this. Um, and so that was where it sort of started. And, um, you know, talk about lessons through <laughs> creation. That was, that was where it kind of took off. Yeah. So DMJ. So just another acronym for our awesome industry of acronyms, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> delivering marketing joy. If you don't, if you don't know, or you're not familiar and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've got over 300 episodes or something like that, right? Like yeah. you've, you've been doing that for quite a while. Yeah. I, I need to do the math. I, I, I just, just recorded and edited 337. So I don't know what 337 divided by 52 is, but that's how long, oh, how many wow. years, I think it's, it's probably six and a half years, something like that. And I don't think, I don't think I've missed a Wednesday, you know? So yep. it's uh, now it, there, there are times where you get to, uh, you know, Monday and you're like, oh my God, I don't have anything lined up or, and you scramble to do it. And so sometimes those are the greatest hits that you'll see, or the ask Kirby's, you know, you, but What's great about creating something that's consistent, not only does it create value for your, for your uh, audience, which obviously you guys are doing, but it also creates an accountability in yourself. It's like, oh my God, I don't, I don't want this to be the week that I miss. Um, and so that's been, and, and again, I think that's been the secret sauce. Um, we were talking about this on, the, on this mastermind group that Meg is talking about. Somebody said, well, I'm, I'm in a bit of a rut. What, sh what should I do? And everybody kind of went around and talked about it. And somebody said, well, Kirby, what do you think? I'm like, keep going. That's literally the, the, <laughs> the answer. Just keep going. Because so many times when you feel like you're in that rut, it, you're one great guest or one hitting the right note from it picking back up. I think so many people quit just when they're tired or frustrated and they're just on the cusp of taking the next step. Hey, Kirby, I think this is a, maybe a good time to ask as well. Like what it, how do you measure that, right? Like mm -hmm. how do you, like what is what is a successful con piece of content, right? Because mm -hmm. there's so many people that are getting into it and yeah. you know, keep going. Their success, you know, could be consistently ten views versus a yeah. hundred versus a thousand. But like, where do you figure out like something's hitting? Yeah, I think it, it, we we get really tied up on the ego metrics, in my opinion, right? Like, oh, it's got to have 50 views or 100 views or 1,000 views. And I think it's it, this is where the state of comparison gets you in trouble. Because yeah, Casey Neistat, it's that every time he puts out a video, it has a million views and kudos. <laughs> but he didn't do that overnight. I actually talk about the idea of my 25 readers. Like, so you're starting a blog post and you look and you can see the metrics and I've only got 25 people and you figure five of them are family, right? But I think what's important to note is let's say you were doing that once a week or every day, 
and this took me a long time to figure out, they're not the same 25, right? Like, so let's say that you're getting a hundred views on Industry Insider. They're not, the, the same 100 people are not logging in at the same time every week. You're getting, maybe there's 25 that are those dedicated that are there all the time, but those other 75 are new almost every week. Um, I've, I, Bill and I sort of figured that out when we were doing the Unscripted podcast, when we went to PPAI and you know, we were thinking, oh, I mean, it's going okay. And we, we gauged it on engagement is the, is the answer you're mm -hmm. looking for. So like if people, if we, we started to see what resonated and where people talked and that sort of thing. But we, when you go to Expo, you see a bunch of people that you've never seen before, or you've, you see, and people are coming up to them. We watch the podcast or we listen to the podcast all the time. And we're like, the numbers don't match what right. we're hearing. And that's, I think when we realize, oh, they're not listening every week. And so it's like when you hit and you hit one, one where people start talking about it a little bit more, that's when all of a sudden mm -hmm. that 100 number goes to 250 or 500. It's because it engages the whole audience and they're not engaged every time people are busy. Um, but if you're showing up providing value consistently, um, you're building it. You're just building it over time. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that the uh, it's it is a consistency thing, but then it, based on what's happening in the world like that affects things a lot too. like when yeah. we first started going live with video, everybody was working from home and a lot mm -hmm. of folks didn't really have a lot of business or a lot of things to do. So they had more time to sort of peruse and absorb content. Now, like we're actually starting to see, you know, the sort of the same number of views and engagements and stuff like that, but it's happening after uh, after yes. the show, a lot of times, you know, so people are absorbing it in the evenings when they've got more free time and that sort of stuff. So, um, but I, I completely agree. Like I, I, I really like to judge our content based on the number of engagements that we get. So uh, the con the comments that we get during the show is always key and always valuable for us. Like we love it when people chime in and say, hi, like Javier Melinda has just chimed in. Um, you know, so like, it, it's super cool just to, to see people chime in. I know we don't always read the comments and things like that, like on the show, but uh, it means a lot when we get the engagement for sure. Well, and the other thing I would say, Jeff, is it, what's interesting to me, and this is honestly goes back to my original point. So I started YouTube or the Delivering Marketing Joy as a YouTube and people asked me, hey, can you put it as a podcast, put it as a podcast? Well, at the time, again, seven years ago, <laughs> I wasn't listening to podcasts as consistently. So I was like, it, it actually took some prompting for me to go, oh yeah, okay, that's actually really easy. I just take the audio file and do it. Well, what I found now is is, and you guys do this already. It's like, okay, you're doing the Facebook live. Then you put it on YouTube. Then it's on the, so people can listen when they want to listen, right? So I find now it's like podcasts, I got to do it when I want to do it. There's no such thing as appointment viewing in my schedule. And I think other people, you know, some people want to listen to the audio. Some people want to do the live. They want to be engaged as it's happening. And then other people just want to do it when they have a minute. And I think giving people the ability to see it in all those formats helps. Yep. I will say that you, you know that it's working, Kirby. And I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind here about five years, maybe five years in a month. And um, so specific. Yeah. It's very. So this is this is gonna be creepy. <laughs> it is kind of creepy. 2005. I get a reminder once in a while from Tim Hill. So um, so about five years ago in a month, I was brand new at SNS Activewear, and I was, <laughs> you know where this is going. Mm -hmm training with my coworker Carrie and we had this by the way I, I knew of Kirby because of all the social media and the podcasts and everything that he was doing but I'd never met him and she actually 
said where we were going, Hassman Marketing. And I, it didn't ring a bell. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. Because I guess when I see your name, I think Hassman, maybe. I don't know. When you don't know, I didn't know you back True. then. So when she said it and then me knowing it, they weren't the same words. So I just didn't, whatever, it didn't matter. So we finally get there. It's two hours. on all windy roads. I mean, we live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, I was so car sick. And then I'm, like, lifting this rack up because then you have to go up a, a flight of stairs. And then this guy. Make it easy. Door, and I'm, like, Kirby. And he's, like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's. I just had a baby, and so did Carrie. So he was, like, I got to take a picture. So he took a, snap, a Snapchat picture and sent it out to people. It's been haunting me. It, mind you, I had boots on. My coworker is half the size of me, and I had three-inch boots on. And I, we both just had babies. It looked like I physically ate her. Okay, she was my breakfast. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It, well, actually, yeah. It's it's amazing how it does uh, kind of tie people together in a in a really cool way. But I felt like I already knew you. I felt like I knew everything about your business. I was like, it was just like, I came in there, and we were like best friends. So. But well, there's a great there's a great quote, and I got a train coming through, so I apologize. Okay. This, this is live, right? Um, it's Meg on the way to her meeting. Today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But Danny Rosen is where I heard this from, and he said that, that social media will never replace a handshake, but it'll turn a handshake into a hug. And I have absolutely experienced that multiple times in my life, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, a really, really good way of thinking about it. That's that's a good point. I like that. So since Meg was so specific with her five years and one month ago, we've got something coming up in 25 days, 22 hours, 38 minutes, and 42 seconds, Kirby. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is that is very specific. I love that you went. So yeah, we're, we're, we have just uh, just announced that it's, it's coming in May, uh, we're calling it Better Business University. And it's an online learning platform that we are targeting to entrepreneurs, salespeople, entrepreneurial leaders um, that we want to make a very affordable online education platform so that people can level up. Um, they can uh, get it for their team. They can get it for themselves. And we we kind of put out the website early so that we could get feedback because we have five of the courses done, edited, ready to go. It's all going to be video learning. Um, but I want if, if there are specific challenges that we're hearing from sort of our audience that we haven't already covered, we want to. Um, and so that's what we're kind of in the process of now we've created a Facebook page at Better Business University and then the the website's just betterbusinessu.com and so literally all it is is sort of a landing page where we're asking for that feedback of the challenges that people are having if they want to grow their business um so it's it's it, it's been an interesting thing I've never had imposter syndrome screaming in my head this loud in my whole career so it's been it's been pretty interesting really what makes you what makes you say that well, you know, I think that, you know, anytime, so, so I, maybe five years ago or six years ago or whatever it was, when I first started doing DMJ or something, there was, I definitely had that voice. And I think one of the things I say is we all have that voice. We all have that voice that says you're not good enough. You're not smart enough and doggone it. People don't like you um, or who the hell cares what you have to say. But I think those of us who create content have learned over time to push past it, ignore it, whatever you want to call it. But in doing this, I think, you know, uh, in creating a platform that's going to, there's going to be a, a paywall. There's going to be, people are going to pay for this. You know, if, if I create a, a vlog and Jeff thinks it's dumb, well, you know, don't watch it. Like it's no big deal. But if you have paid, then I, I've spent a lot of time trying to build a reputation of providing value. The last thing I want to do is to do something 
where you go, well, this was stupid. This was a jip. And so I've spent so much time in my own head just trying to make sure that that's not the case. I think that's why. Cool. I think that'd be a good segue and uh, maybe even asking what, and we briefly talked about this beforehand too, but you know, you're, you were been editing videos. We were talking before about how much time you're putting into, into that. Obviously you're creating content that hasn't been released yet for this project, mm-hmm. not to mention your, you know, all the different <laughs> podcasts and videos. And, you know, I'm sure if one person says it, a lot of people are thinking it, but how do you, how do you manage that, that, you know, how much content you create versus your ROI, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you figure out, like, am I doing just too much for free, right? With no paywall. And how do I, you know, grow my business at the same time? Because it sounds like you're a serial entrepreneur as well. So yeah, no, I think that's the magic. That's the million dollar question, right? So, and Stephen, I'd love to say that I've got it all figured out, but, (laughs) but I would say, you know, I think that the, the first thing is I, I do enjoy doing it, right? That's because at the end of the day, if I didn't, then it, you know, I don't think I could have managed it for this long. Um, when I first started delivering marketing joy, that was the one where I got that question all the time. It was, what's your ROI? I think uh, Roger Burnett was an early guest. He might've been episode eight or something. And literally, you know, the way we did it, and I would ask three questions and they would ask me mm-hmm. a question. And his question was, How, what's your ROI on this? And I remember saying to him, I don't know, but I, I know it's the right thing to do. I just don't know how to measure it yet. Um, so here's what I would say. I've got a better answer now, <laughs> I think. And the, the answer is sort of, is sort of twofold. Number one, my experience has been is I went from being a salesperson to a marketer in my customer's eyes. So what I mean by that is we've all who've been in our industry is we get a customer and they're like, oh crap, I forgot two weeks. I've got a trade show and I need maybe some shirts and I need some pens um, and I need them overnighted and I don't want to pay anything. And, you know, I was a salesperson. I could get their thing, but they weren't asking me to consult. What's switched over this time is that they come to me now often, not always, I wish it was always, but often people come to me now and say, okay, I'm rebranding, I've got a trade show coming up and we think we probably should do a video, help us do it. Well, that's a totally different conversation. They view me as a marketer, as a consultant, rather than a salesperson. Now, ultimately along the way, I sell them things, um, hopefully, Um, but that's the, the first thing that I experienced in my business. But the real answer, I think, I read it in the book, This is Marketing um, by Seth Godin. And he's one of those guys who says shit that I'm always like, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've been thinking in my head. It's just way smarter than what I've ever been able to articulate. And he sort of draws the line between uh, brand marketing and direct marketing. And I believe, I, to me, this is the best answer. I think so many times, you know, the difference between direct marketing is that thing that, that you send out an email and say, click on this link and buy. Right. And so you can say, well, I sent out a thousand emails, 20% opened it, this many people clicked, and this was my ROI on this thing. Right. That's direct marketing. Brand marketing is your Super Bowl ad. Coca Cola is doing brand marketing there. They do not expect you to leave the Super Bowl party <laughs> and, okay, I got to go buy, buy a two liter right. Coke and bring it back. It's brand marketing. They want you to be top of mind the next time you're at the grocery store. Content marketing is brand marketing. And we've been trying to measure it as direct marketing. You can't. Every single time that you try and measure brand marketing, whatever that is, Super Bowl spot or whatever, and try and measure brand marketing with direct marketing metrics, it will fail. Because they're not the same thing. And I think, and both are important. But it's, I think that's the thing where we get in our own head. It's like, well, I do this video, how many pens do I sell? 
it's the reason it's a hard question is because it's an absurd question, right? Now, if you do a sales video, that's different, right? If you do a a sales video saying this is this pen right here from Gold Star is amazing. And it's got the, the great writing ink and full color and it's whatever. And then you do that video and you send it to your clients that's more direct marketing and you can measure it a little bit. But if yeah. you're doing true give value content, it's not something that you can go, well, I, I, I sold this many shirts because of it. Right. That's a really good point. It really is. <laughs> then, it, then it just comes down to, I guess, managing your time, right? Like how yeah. much time do you then put into one versus the other yeah. you know, to, to make sure a business doesn't suffer, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, I That's still struggle with that, but I, it's part. funny. Like, so um, before we got on here, I was talking about how all of a sudden I'm using Calendly to schedule uh, the best. Yeah, delivering marketing joy stuff, and that's a great example of how this is it's six years in the making. And I just discovered this tool that y'all already knew about, but I think it shows that you're like you're just constantly iterating and trying to figure out ways to be smarter about it. And so this was a, a, a very recent change that I'm like, oh man, this is great, and so that'll free me up to hopefully make more sales calls or do whatever. That's awesome. Meg, did you want to chime in with something or was it already, did Steven already hit I you? I think so. Yeah. I think that's what was about the direct and the brand marketing. I was really, I really, I liked hearing that. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Well, again, Seth, Seth Godin gives, gets the credit. I just kind of parroted it. <laughs> Every time I hear his name, I'm like, oh, what little gem am I going to take away this time? But no, I agree. It's like the brand marketing, the content marketing, it, it is one and the same. And you can't do one without the other. You have to have the ROI that you can measure because there's always people that want to know and there's got to be, you know, you, you have to report that to somebody. That, so when people ask- I think it, the, the metrics are important and you you guys early on, we were talking, it's like, well, what what does, you know, how many um, views or, or whatever is success? And I, I mean, you can measure those things. And I think where those are helpful is they're good for your ego. They're good to see if there's progress in the right direction. They're good. There's a bunch of, and not only just the number of views, the number of engagements, the time watched, right? The time yeah. on your site, those are all interesting and important and they're great to report. But I think, you know, the, the, the magic thing, and it's the, it, it, Meg, I think to, to sort of look at you and say, I, I compare content marketing to fitness all the time. Like they are, they are to me, they're inexplicably joined is that, you know, so many people start a, a fitness or a diet a workout thing. And they're like, they do it like crazy for about a week or two. And at the end of the week or two, their, their abs do not look like mine on magic Mike. Uh, they, they, there's no discernible difference. They're sore. They're tired. They're pissed off. They're hungry. <laughs> Nothing has changed and they quit. Right. And the, and the same is true with content. They've worked their tail off. They've come up with ideas. They've started a blog. They've done this. And in two weeks, nothing's changed in their business. But the folks who are still doing it in nine months see a difference both ways, you know? And I think that's, that's sort of the, the consistency is one of those things that's oversimplified. You know, that people are like, oh, that's, it's too easy to be the answer. It's not. It's the answer. Just sitting here thinking about what I'd look like if I worked out as many times as we've had this podcast. <laughs> well, this is what, 110 or 111? It's right. like, yeah, that's two and a half years. Man, that's, that'd be great. <laughs> Kirby, you got six, six and a half years on uh, DMJ. Yeah, well, and I should, if that's the case and I were doing the workout every time I was doing the DMJ, I would look like that video. I that's don't. Right. I don't. There you go. <laughs> 
One thing I will say, um, Kirby, is you know you went, you and Bill had, or maybe it was you and, and Bill was helping. Um, you had done a university type marketing, a marketing university was a Hassman University. Was oh that? yeah, Hassman U. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember when that came out, I I signed up for it more to support you guys, mm -hmm. and I emailed Bill. I'm like, this is only ten dollars. You guys are this is you're not getting no charge more. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's what was your. What was your thought process behind that? I mean, I did it. I wanted to support you, but I, I took stuff away from that. And I got a really cool t-shirt that I wear like all the time. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, so it was funny. It was an evolution. So you guys talked about how uh, folks, uh, the, uh, there was, everybody didn't know what to do with their time when this all started, right? And so people started consuming content. People started creating content, which was really exciting. And what I found is I'm like, okay, we need to, once we kind of got, past that one month window where we didn't realize, you know, we're like, okay, the world's not on fire. We, we just need to figure out what to do. And so we started with Hossman U um, where, and so it's, it ended up being two different things, but Hossman U was a, a monthly or bi-weekly thing where I actually, it, again, now it seems happenstance, but we were inviting suppliers just in to do essentially an end user call. And we were inviting our, our customers in. And then it was funny because people in the industry jumped in too. Um, so that's where it started. And we were doing that on a regular basis. And then we did the Hossman Marketing Masterclass, which I think is what you're talking about, Meg. And we did a, an event, kind of learned from Common Skew because they use the hop-in platform. So I kind of, I really like that platform. And I invited Bobby Lehu and Bill Spoke and we did um, breakout sessions uh, with our customers. I wanted to invite our customers to be a part of the conversation. And again, it was just a virtual event. I wanted to char we charge 10 bucks because I wanted people, if they spent the money that they would actually show up. Yeah. Because we, we all know that if you, if you get something for free, you don't value it a lot of the time. Yep. And so I wanted, if they spent 10 bucks, I was hoping they would show. I donated all that 10 bucks to the local United way. It wasn't, this wasn't a, a money-making money thing, um, but it was just another way for us to provide value. And, and Bobby and Bill were kind enough to donate their time. And, and so it ended up being a, like, honestly, we threw it together and I wanted there to be something just so people showed up, but I wanted it to be af affordable but in the interest of transparency, I wasn't sure it wasn't going to be a complete shit show. You know, doing a, a virtual conference like that, there's so much going on behind the scenes. I think it it looks good. And Common Skew does a great job of, gosh, it looks totally fine on the outside, but you just know it's like the duck behind water that you're are going like this. And so um, we've kicked around the idea of doing another one like that, but it's like, I'm so hungry to get back in person that I, I'm struggling to get my head around doing another virtual one. So yeah, does that make sense? Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that just doing this show live every week you know just <laughs> trying to read the comments can make sure everything's live you know read the read the ad right the, <laughs> you know make sure you've got the right topic <laughs> so yeah well do you guys have any other questions for kirby as far as creating valuable content in this new digital world are there any questions in the chat uh nope nothing as far as uh questions go in the chat no well, I think if I can add one thing, and then if you guys have questions to follow up, feel free. But I, I think one of the things that we struggle with, and I struggle with, is that we go with like, we want to create valuable content, but it's like, who's it valuable for? Mm. Like as marketers, as salespeople, we want to create valuable content. But in reality, what we really want to do is create sales content, right? It ends up being a commercial. And I think um, that's not content, you know, that your customers, it's, it's one of those, will, will somebody Google this? 
And unless it's like, unless it's an advertisement created by Ryan Reynolds, um, they're not, they're not going to Google your ad, right? They're, they, they're Googling an ad or an answer to their question. They're Googling a, 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 a solution to their problem. And I think a lot of times it's, it's always like, um, I always compare it to, you know, when you get the thank you card and you open the thank you card and a business card falls out and it's like, is it a thank you or is it a sales pitch? Do one or the other. And I think the same thing is true with, uh, with content. It's like, just, you can, people will expect that you come back and ask later, but when you're trying to provide value, just do that on this one. Right. And if you do that over and over again, they'll Google you, you know what I mean? As opposed Mm -hmm. to you having to go, um, sort of full sales mode. I think that's the challenge that we all, and again, like I say, I struggle with this too, but it's one of those where when you're giving give, when you're asking, ask, don't, don't ask with the veil that you're trying to say, thank you. Just ask, <laughs> do a sale. <laughs> I think that's when it's actually valuable. You're providing something for them as opposed to trying to sell them something. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. And the thing is, is when, when you do that consistently over time, and then you say, you know, I'm the better business. Team. Okay. Today I'm, I've done the free stuff forever. I'm going to try and do this one. I'm just going to ask. Right. And then if people don't want to do it, that's fine. But trying to mix the two is where I think we sometimes get lost. Well, I know you're a Gary Vaynerchuk guy, so it's it's the jab jab right hook, you know. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure you said that the other day, Kirby. Jab jab right hook. Maybe just said it. Maybe somebody was already saying it. I don't know, but yeah, jab jab. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys much. don't have any other questions, why don't we launch into rapid fire real quick? I don't even know if you told Kirby about rapid fire. <laughs> no, this is good. I'm excited. <laughs> So we're, we, we all will just ask a question and then each person answers it. That's okay. simple. And it's yes. rapid. So it's quick. We got to go fast. All so, right. so I, so I answer every question. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We every all answer way. every question. Okay. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'm ready. All right. Meg, why don't you go first? <laughs> um, okay. Chapstick or, chapstick or lip gloss. Chapstick. Chapstick. Uh, lip balm. <laughs> lip balm. All right. Lip balm is different than lip gloss. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Tupac or Biggie Smalls? Tupac. Man, 1994, it was definitely Tupac, but I have to say Biggie. Yeah. There's yeah. no wrong answer. Biggie that. songs aged better, I think. But Okay. Yeah, so I'll go Biggie. Yeah. Got to go Tupac. All right. What's your, what's your favorite hop? We'll go with a brewery question here. That's a good one. Let me Google types of hops. I, Cascade is going to be. Cascade is my favorite. Um, you like Sierra Nevada beer? Yeah. That's all Cascade. Okay. <laughs> I'm a citra. Uh, I'm a citra guy myself. I love okay, this. That's a good one. I'm going to go with hip hop. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's, I did not I did not specify. So hip is a good one. Hip is a good answer for the hop question. They hop, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't need anymore. Or you could go with Hop In, the platform. Meg. Oh, that's right. Meg, <laughs> Meg quit drinking, so it's, we should probably uh, just. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our. Actually, no, Kirby, you got to ask a question, don't you? Oh, I get to ask a question too. Yeah, you get to ask a question too. Uh, favorite book? Oh, the uh, Bible. Ooh, that's good. I would say either The Ant and the Elephant or Who Moved My Cheese. Oh, I like that. Ooh, All right. Okay. I, have, 
I have two. I have um, one that, that Roger um, wrote with Stan Phelps, the, um, the red goldfish. And then I also have this one. Guys, this is, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this. I know it's backwards right now, but it's called Fearless by Eric Bell. And this is about my friend. <laughs> Looks right. It's um, not backwards for us. Just so you okay. know. It was, he's on SEAL Team 6. And I remember oh. my, I was visiting my friend in Tampa and I was talking about him and her husband goes, oh wait, I think I have that book. And I, and I wasn't ready to read the book yet. I knew about it, but I, I took it and I started reading it. And then by the third page in, I was laughing and crying because the author captured his voice and his story. Like I could hear him, if that makes mm. sense. I could hear him. So rest in peace, Adam. But this is a, a very, very good book. And they are making a movie. It's in production. So oh, cool. That's really, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to throw one more out there too. Uh, Living with a Seal, since you mentioned that. That's a great That's a great book. Jesse, Jesse Itzler. Yeah, like the animal or? No, like a native okay. seal. And if it, yeah, it's it's a great audio book too. Isn't so. it if it's a children's book? Oh, or... it's definitely not a children's book. Absolutely <laughs> Jesse, not a children's book. <laughs> Jesse Itzler does a great job narrating his own book. It yeah. is a very, very good audio book for sure. So check that out uh, if you haven't already. Absolutely. It's incredible. So, all right. Well, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up. So, why don't we uh, why don't we just mention TechWeld one more time, guys? You know, brought to you today by TechWeld USA. If you really enjoyed this valuable content marketing uh, <laughs> episode, it was brought to you today by TechWeld. So, again, uh, USA made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. Um, we'll talk, uh, it talks some acrylic awards, you know, we don't really talk about that very much, but, uh, custom acrylic pieces, uh, awards, phone stands, keychains, etc. both stock and custom, their acrylic line focuses on, uh, different kinds of items like the, uh, items mentioned in the, in this particular talking point produced at different sizes and with great quality for the awards, it could be, um, a great piece to promote incentive programs or to promote, uh, professionalism at a reasonable cost. And, uh, you know what? We'll go full color lunch boxes as well, you know, because I love their full full color lunch boxes. I know like we talk about them quite a bit with the uh, the come kit around with us because they offer the uh, the lunch box, the retro lunch boxes, part of their kidding program. Uh, but their full color process lunch boxes are awesome. So whether it's a decal imprint or a full color imprint, Tech Weld's full color capabilities on their lunch boxes definitely set them apart from the pack. Uh, go visit them at techweld.com uh, to see all of their full color capabilities on their lunch boxes. They're really awesome. Uh, you definitely won't be sorry that you went to go went over there and checked them out. And again, tell them industry insider sent you. Um, I think that concludes the episode, guys. Kirby, thank you so much for joining us today, man. It was really, really good one. I'm glad Thanks, to have man. you on. Appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.